episode of Real Talk with Bella. I'm your host, Vanessa Coppins. I haven't done that in a while, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Joined by Bella's publisher, Jennifer DeSillis, and excited to have Megan Rose, who is joining us today, who also joined the Bella team uh, last week. And yeah. we are talking all things Bella Future, because no nobody likes to know what's going to happen before it happens more than I do. <laughs> so welcome, Megan. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the team. Before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got started in um, the whole world of tarot reading, uh, horoscopes, and all of that good juju and great vibes. Amazing. So first off, thank both of you so much for having me on here. And I'm so excited to be a part of the Bella family and this team. Um, for me and my story, as far as getting involved with tarot and astrology and kind of more spiritual wellness, I guess, blanket statement that I like to kind of make about my work. Um, I grew up in a very rural, conservative part of the country, um, super traditionalist New England girl. And I just always felt like there was a desire and an interest for me to understand life outside of myself. Um, I think breaking away from my ego before I even really knew what that meant um, but I remember growing up and always having interest in birthstones and my zodiac sign and, you know, going to palm readers and psychics when I was younger on the boardwalks when we would take family vacations. And it wasn't until I went through, um, you know, higher education and had a marketing degree, went into corporate America for just under a decade that I finally was like, I'm not living my truth. I'm not doing what I feel passionately about. So I can't preach that to other people. I can't, yeah. you know, be the, the source of comfort for my friends and my family when so I'm not. Some, yeah. Something that you just said though, is I, I, I want to go back and, and, and discuss, um, you know, unpack that a little bit because I feel like there is still this um, reservation when it comes to people who have gifts like yours, um, you know, as you're talking, as you, I, I'm like thinking back into my own childhood. I know um, when we connected for the first time, I told you, you know, my husband has a song for me. It's called Witchy Woman. Um, just because I have a sensitivity to, to certain things that I see and I know them to be true. Like don't, and there's no explanation for that other than I feel it in my gut. I feel like I, and I've had conversations with you, Jen, with other team members, just with people throughout my lives. I said, I knew this was coming. I didn't pay attention to it. And here we are. Um, so for anyone who may be listening um, that has felt this way, right? Number one, I feel like there's this disconnect um, between um, what these gifts are and giving it, because uh, we want to label, right? Everything that is thrown our way. And there, I know for myself, having grown up in a culture where things like this are seen as dark, right? There is a spiritual connection to this. And I would love for you to expand a little bit on that because I feel like there is still a lot of taboos and a lot of misconceptions when it, you know, when even when I decided to start the horoscope column, like I brought it to the team as I do with everything that I 
you know, want to put out it through the magazine. I said, listen, there's something here that um, we as a publication can be of service to our readers with because I have always believed that, you know, people like you are blessings, right? Like you have this gift that you can foresee or get a sense of and um, bringing awareness to others is your job here on this earth, right? So um, talk to us a little bit about, you know, this taboo, this kind of um, untruth that there is that this has to do with like dark magic or darkness or like it's, it's from the dark side, you know, like what, and where does that ultimately come from? Fear, right? We know that, right? But yeah, be great to hear it from you. So, I, I mean, you're right on the money with that. It's, it's the idea, and I even come from heavy Catholicism and Christianity yeah. on both sides. You know, yeah. dad's side was Christian, mom's side was Catholic, and it was embedded in me that this was dark magic, much like you were saying. Um, if we follow that lineage back, even just using Catholicism as the example, back into the 14th century in Europe when tarot started to become its own modality and was used by royal, royal families in Italy, transitioned over to France, was kind of making its way around Eastern Europe. Um, we start to understand how much fear really plays a part in the denouncing of this modality. Um, yeah any sort of foresight because it's said by you know mainly religious following that if you have an understanding towards the future you're taking god's work away so that in and of itself is denounced and, yeah. and kind of seen as dark and and demonic my belief when we take away organized religion and we take away the the fear-based portions of organized religion, because I don't believe that religion is wrong in any way, shape or form. But when you lose sight of your own understanding, and your own belief system, and you give your power away to someone, whether that's an organization or just an, another individual person, um, you're taking away that inner knowing, you're taking away the truth that resides within this work. So it was either me listening to my inner sensing my my deep knowing, or giving my power away to somebody else's belief system. And again, it really just boiled down to me not wanting to do something that was out of misalignment. So working the jobs that I had or going to school for the degree that I have are not inherently wrong. They mm -hmm. were just misaligned with me and my yeah. truth. Because there's going to be somebody that finds their ultimate knowing in private investments. That just yeah. wasn't yeah. And um, it's just, it's really, I mean, I could sit here and talk to you about this for days, um, simply because there is, um, at least in my belief system, there is, uh, you know, I grew up very Catholic, hardcore, going to church every Sunday. I mean, my grandmother would tell me, you know, you will be struck down by lightning if X, Y, Z isn't happening. I went to an all private Catholic school in high school where also there was just, you know, you had to behave in a certain way. You had to do things in a certain way in order to be, you know, make good with, with the Lord. And anything out of that was, um, you know, seen as, you know, you know, just not okay. Um, 
and it, it warped, you know, my thought processes there for a while, because I think that that's what organized religion does do. And I don't want to get too much into that, because I don't, I don't want to shy away from, you know, the fact that what I believe this to be is light work, right? You are just bringing awareness, bringing light, bringing knowledge. Um, I do find it, I, I, I know for myself personally, there was a time where, um, and I think I spoke to you about this a little bit when we first spoke, was where I had a person basically map out my life. And I think the fear of that information was just, over, overpowered me into the sense where it was like so spot on that I decided to no longer listen to anything that anybody wanted, had to say about what my future looked like, just because it was like, I cannot believe <laughs> what this, and I look back upon that conversation now and literally, and this woman didn't know me. Um, she just said, this is going to happen. This is going to, you know, it was like literally that, 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 that. And to this day when I'm like, you know, if I ever were to meet her, you know, see her again, I'd be like, you were right. <laughs> literally everything you said, you know, but I never wanted it to be like, I was taking steps in my life based on what she had told me. And I think that that's where the fear comes from, right? Am I doing this because I want to do this? Or am I doing this because this woman said that this is where I should, you know, this is the path that I should walk on. Absolutely. And I mean, at that point, it would bring up the idea that we don't have control over our lives. And I think Correct. that's where a lot of people have a deterrence around it. I can't tell you how many times I've had friends, like close, dear friends of mine, be like, I am not at all interested in having my card. <laughs> For yeah, I don't want to know. And yeah. it's, it's that answer of, I don't want to know, but in yeah. knowing, in having that information shared with you, there's a, a level of discomfort that comes up with your power or control being taken away because it would mean that it was somehow predestined or pre-written. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot don't want to believe that there's a co-collaborative factor going on both our input and then the input of the universe but then you'll hear something like the little prince you know say when you want something with all your heart all the universe conspires for you to achieve it and you're like oh yeah I could get on board with that right because that makes perfect sense um and I think that you know when you are in the space of manifestation allowance um first of all that's a lot of work all on its own like that's brain work and hard work that you have to consciously do in order for you to have a mindset um, that kind of operates in that way. And it's it's an understanding that, you know, not a, lot of, not a lot of us, again, are just willing to like accept because we wanna either control the outcomes of situations, right? And not know, like not just knowing that ultimately none of it is in our control. It's really, you know, you know, there's choices, there's decisions, but there's like a domino effect of consequences that come with all of that. And it's all intertwined, as you said, and it's all working together um, in your favor or not. And, it, and, you know, you can't, that outcome isn't really up to you. Anyway. Right. 
I try to explain it to people like the bumpers in a bowling alley. Like any time that we go into a space of misalignment or we're doing something that's not aligned with our higher vision, that's when we get those either physical or emotional symptoms that are coming up, whether that be depression, anxiety, frustration, anger, you know, um, hysterical emotions in the sense that they are bigger than what the experience asks for, right? So something that is typically historical to us or old wounding that needs to come up. And I, I think it's really in line with what you were saying, Vanessa. It's like the idea that we would have to be bumped back at some point, like those bumpers in the bowling alley, we would have to come back into the space. So it is when you want something so badly that everything conspires around you to make that truth. But if you're giving your power away, or if you are coming into a state of misalignment, that's when you get those bumper effects and you see either the physical, emotional, or spiritual symptoms coming up just to say, you're meant for more, you're meant for different. I just think that, you know, <laughs> it's easier to be obedient. And I, in the sense that, cause you're getting the signs, something's telling you whether you wanna, you know, uh, attach that to uh, your belief system or your higher power, or, or you wanna like uh, feel it physically in your gut. Cause you do feel it in your gut. I think that I have always said like, that's your, your core temperature, just your thermometer. It tells you like, this feels really good or this feels really bad, or I should go this way or, mm, you know, make a right turn and go the other way. So we know these things. It's a matter, I, I, I just, from what you just said uh, of acceptance, right? Of how we wish to see it, I guess, in our own lives and how it's manifesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to a bit like the old cliche, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. I, do wonder a lot of the times, you know, people that are not tapped into their spiritual self, they're not getting that same level of pressure to be obedient to something that you or I or those that have uh, a deep relationship with their intuition are because maybe they're not seeing those signs. Maybe they're not getting angel numbers or messages or, you know, hearing the I got my number, my number's number seven. It shows up everywhere for me. And then I know that I'm, I'll, I, and Jen knows, and I'll show her stuff after it's happened. And I said, I'm like, you see? And she's like, oh my God. I'm like, I know, I told you, this is what we needed to do. So yeah. I, I find that to just be, and when, and when I say obedience, um, I don't want it to sound for anybody listening, like I'm this sheep, right? Cause when nobody wants to be labeled a sheep, um, I just know what my higher power wants or intends for me. And therefore I'm connected to that and I will follow. That's my, and I have no shame in my faith game. Like I always say, like, I have no shame in my faith game. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. So we were briefly talking about what's happening. And for those of you who maybe listen, are going to be listening to this after we, uh, the recording, today is a very unique day. <laughs> so Let's intrigued. get into that a little bit. I care about this. I'm so intrigued. I love all this stuff. Yeah. So for the listeners, we are recording this on 1221. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the day of the great conjunction and also the winter solstice. So tonight is the longest night winter of the year. Winter is coming. Yeah. <laughs> the sun 
Yes. And so today we have Saturn and Jupiter meeting at zero degrees in Aquarius. And it marks the beginning or the dawn of the age of Aquarius, which most of us are familiar with. We've heard of this. Um, but to get really technical about it, it's those outer planets and specifically Saturn's um, going into Aquarius, which is an air sign coming out of Capricorn, which is an earth sign, which we have been sitting in this chapter for quite a bit of time. And earth signs are more uh, related to the material. They believe in doing long work, hard work, slow progress, um, and ultimately anything that we can touch the tangible. Um, and Saturn deals with structures that are in place. So that can relate to politics, family structures, the structures of our belief systems that you have in your own life. Um, so when we're combining those forces, you know, we see things coming up like the Black Lives Matter movement, and we see things coming up like defunding the police and, and seeing the global structures coming to a head and recognizing the things that are not working. And they're now being transitioned into air sign Aquarius, which is instead of being related to slow work, hard work tasks, um, ultimately overworking as well, if we're going into the shadow aspects of Capricorn, into a humanitarian energy. Like Oprah Winfrey is probably one of my favorite examples of high vibrational Aquarius energy, just wants to give back and do the best for as many people as she can. Um, so when we have a planet that is related to structures coming into a sign that wants what's best for everyone, what we can expect over the next 10 years is this idea of kind of an abundance mindset. Something that happened recently that triggered awareness to this change was Jeff Bezos's ex-wife um, starting to pledge and donate. I, I forget if it was tens of millions of dollars to philanthropic organizations, but it just reels in the idea that change on a mass scale to benefit the most people is possible if we get into that mindset yeah air signs are all related to the thoughts the ideas um so it's coming out of the material plane the tangible plane into expansive thought so when we're meeting on this day today talking about the great conjunction how it affects us personally is we get this really potent opportunity to look at the structures that we have in our own lives that are not benefiting us, that are holding us back and blocking us off from being able to receive what it is that we desire in our most fruitful way. So Jen, I loved, you know, you bringing this, this up and being like, is this like mercury retrograde? Confusion <laughs> and that fear around it because people are using the great conjunction as such a buzzword right now. Yeah. But hope to share with the listeners is you have this time now to take inventory of what's not working, go through a huge releasing and cleansing process to make space for what you desire. So you're actually realizing how abundant you are and how much you can call in and utilize your internal space for without feeling that lack. Um, when we, you know, it's kind of like a storage unit. If we have our lives all muddled up and filled with things and people and beliefs and fears that aren't driving us towards our highest vision, 
Um, it doesn't mean that the storage unit is not big enough. It just means that we have junk that we don't need in there. Yeah. So if you clear all of that out, watch how those high quality relationships and connections and opportunities flow into you just because you've unblocked the funnel to the abundance space. Yeah. Um, and what I love, you know, we only really talked about um, Saturn is that Jupiter is all related to luck, fortune, foreign travel, wealth, higher education. So those spaces are also being illuminated by that Aquarius energy. So letting your mind kind of run wild with how lucky you can get, how much you can travel, how much you can learn and understand about the world and how much fortune really is in your favor. We put that glass ceiling on all of those things. So Lynette, when you're listening, the scratch off that you left me off in my desk, I'm going to do that today and hopefully I'll get very lucky. Today. Good thing. That makes me excited. Okay. <laughs> no. And I think, you know, it's really interesting um, just to hear, you know, I think we've had such a, a wonderful year. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm not going to dwell on the negative because I think it's just been Groundhog Day for everybody for a very long time. And um, just, we were talking to someone just prior to our conversation and, you know, the, I think the biggest thing for everyone that just keeps coming up is just this big unknown and hearing at least that there is abundance on the horizon. If we wish to view it that way and also to take action, because I think that a lot of the times, you know, the mistake is made where we are le leaving this up to the spirits, right? We're like leaving this up to like the magical universe, like, okay, I'm here, I'm ready. But then we don't do any of the work that it entails because um, it's not just going to happen. Can you speak a little bit about that per se? Because I know I've heard people, you know, you, you, you hear you hear everybody say, speak it into existence or you manifest it or you, you know, I'm going to create my vision board for 2021 and I'm going to put it here and I'm going to look at it every day. But what, what is all of this? You know, like uh, how does it actually connect to, you know, from the woo woo, right? The ethereal, the spirituality, the wanting to actually happening. And I have my own conclusion just because I've been doing I've been doing vision boards since I was like nine years old. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm from a different breed. <laughs> I was raised just like very aware of many things. Um, but if you could speak to a little bit of that, just because I feel like people stay too much in the verbiage of it and forget that there is action that also has to be done behind it for it to, to happen. Completely. I mean, it, in my eyes, it's a, a form of neuroscience. Like we really yeah. need to get into the space and the understanding that our thoughts and our energy have power and potential behind them. So, you know, it's, it's like spontaneous remission that people go through. And what that is, is not saying that your disease is invalid or your ailment is invalid. It's saying that there's a, a source of power inside all of us that has the ability to heal and transform and change things. Um, am I discrediting that there are heavy notions of oppression and, um, you know, misalignment and, uh, you know, really just misfortune that go on in the world? Absolutely not. That would be completely asinine for me to leave that out. But 
when we come back to an individual scale and we talk about manifestation and change, it, it really comes back to intention setting for me. And that's become my belief and what I share with my clients and what I do in my own daily practice. And it is that combination of wanting and desiring something, but it's even deeper than that. It's taking the action steps to get to that space and then feeling the emotions that you would feel in receiving or achieving whatever it is you're working towards. So it's kind of a three-step process. You're setting out the intention. You're saying what it is that you want or what you're moving towards or what you're hoping to bring in. And then it's taking the actionable steps in between them to make it a reality. You know, yeah. if you want a new job, you have to put in the application. If yeah. you want a healthy partnership, you have to be willing to have vulnerable conversations. Mm -hmm. There's things that we cannot give up and away to the universe. We really have to dial it back. And again, remember, it's a co-collaboration. This is a dance between yeah. you and the universe. If, if you're trying to ballroom dance, it works better with two people. So yeah. we're understanding that our physical manifestation, our human incarnation is dancing at all times with the universal process and this kind of, um, you know, going back to the abundant space where all of it lives on the other side, the energy of where that job or that relationship or that opportunity lives in the spiritual realm to bring it down and, and almost uh, be the vehicle yeah. to reality happening. So yeah. we have to take action. We can't live in a passive way and, yeah. and give all of it up to the universe because we wouldn't be doing our part. Something that you said, though, um, really sticks out because this is a conversation that I remember having with someone because um, I actually teach a vision board class every year. Like it's because it's a way for me to hold myself accountable to also creating my own and, and bringing in whoever from my community wants to join in that process. But I learned very early on um, and because you mentioned neuroscience, right there, your brain does not know the difference between a vision and reality. And that's proven, tested. You can, you guys, if you're listening, you can Google that. It doesn't know. You know, because you're aware of what's actually happening and what's not, but your brain cannot tell the difference. So therefore, when you are envisioning and envisioning looks just like that, you're sitting, you know, imagining, right? We all daydream. We can, we can call it a daydream. We can call it a, whatever it is of the things you want to attract. And that has been, I guess, when I learned that difference, right? When I learned that, okay, so my brain doesn't really know if I'm actually doing this or not, but if I actually see myself, you know, in this way, if I see myself um, in this position, um, and that's how I like nav have navigated my life up to this point. You know, I, I always, when people ask me, did you ever think about, you know, owning a magazine? And I said, I'd never, I never envisioned myself owning it. I did envision myself working at one. And mm -hmm. I was 13 years old when that happened, right? And I remember it so clearly to this day. It was this grandiose vision of me sitting with, and I, you know, it was um, pink and purple sky, looking at it out of uh, the New York City skyline and me just typing away at a desk in an office. And I, you know, at 13 knew that that's what I would be doing for the rest of my life. Like I, I, I saw it, 
as real as it is to this day, I'm in New Jersey right now, but I do have a New York City office. You know what I mean? But I, I work myself towards that. Um, so I think that that's definitely, you know, key to remember that, you know, you may want to choose to see the spiritual side of this because I do believe that there is, I feel like, you know, I, I also feel like it's gentler on your soul to see it as, you know, someone or something conspiring in your benefit, as opposed to, you know, the contrary, right? Like, you know, you, I can't get ahead because I haven't done this, or you bring yourself down because you can't accomplish something that you want. So, um, I mean, I could talk to you for three years <laughs> about all of this, I know, um, I <laughs> but um, I want you to, uh, to share with us before we go a little bit more about, you know, what you have um, in store with our new issue coming up. And we, we, we're off to print and it, it'll be out and available next week, but a little bit of what you've shared uh, what we can look forward to and expect from you in the future um, and how people can learn more about you, what you have to offer and they can work with you as well. Cause I'm excited. I, I could have this conversation with you like once a week. We could just go to, to get it. <laughs> and we will, we will, but <laughs> tuning into this, I yeah. mean, honestly, it, it's just that forward movement and that growth I have writing in in the pipeline right now definitely so excited to be a part of bella magazine and be able to give back to your readers in that way um even going through the the reinvention and talking about january and february of 2021 and understanding how much we have to look forward to in the midst of everything going on in the world right now it it really does feel no, but I was gonna, like just reading through um, what you shared. I just had this, like I got excited and I felt hopeful. And 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 if anything, that's the takeaway, right? That you just that your mood just kind of shifts and that it gives you the motivation that you need to like, okay, let's keep this moving, let's keep it going because it has been a crappy year for everybody. But how can you you know just see the light at the end of the tunnel, right? And it's with encouraging words. Um, and obviously taking action, but I'm excited for more of you and what's to come um, through Bella and everything that you have going on yourself. It's, it's really, really exciting for sure. Totally. I mean, 2020 has essentially been like the middle of contractions and active birth. And on the other <laughs> side, I know what those feel like. <laughs> that is the most beautiful heart open that you could ever experience. So yeah. I like to tell people we can't avoid discomfort. 2020 was not comfortable, but was it something that we should cancel and write off and do away with? Absolutely not. Like we needed those contractions and we needed the act of birth in order to receive that like spiritual child that's on the other yeah. side of it for all of us. So with, with the tarot scopes that we have in the magazine, I mean, outside of that too it's like I'm hosting tarot classes every Monday trying to build a community trying to get people to understand that even when we're at a distance from one another we are still so in a state of togetherness so you can find me there you can find me at meganrosewellness.com at meganrosewellness on Instagram um, but hopefully just keeping everybody in a state of high vibration and hope as frequently as I can. Yay. I love that. 
<laughs> and with that, if you could just share one um, after today, <laughs> when people listen to this on Thursday, um, what's thing that maybe we, one thing that we maybe we could focus on um, to end the year, uh, you know, in high hopes. <laughs> I'm going to say it boils down to empathy and understanding that if we were ever in any one person's shoes, given the same exact circumstances that that person was given, we would have chosen the same things that we are all doing the very best that we can with what we were given. And if we can start to look at one another in that light, it makes life so much easier for ourselves and everybody around us. That's how we get back to oneness. So that's what I've got. Thank you so much, Megan. Of course, my loves. Thank you so much for having me.